Hi, and welcome to C. Myers Live. My name is Sally Myers, and I'm a principal at C. Myers Corporation. And I'm Rob Johnson. I'm also a principal at C. Myers. So today we're going to talk about liquidity. Of course, it is a very hot topic. We're going to encourage you, as you have your liquidity discussions with your team, to look at three different perspectives or ask yourself three questions. So when you're discussing liquidity, ask yourself, do I have a solvency or do we have a solvency or survival issue? If yes, you got a lot of work to do and we're not going to talk about that in, the, in this podcast. If no, go on to a couple of other questions in that is the, is the liquidity pressure you're facing because you have really fantastic, overwhelming loan demand? And if yes, then there's several things to discuss around that, which we will dig into just a little bit today. And then the third question is, are our KPIs or our measures of success unintentionally causing liquidity pressures? And we will also dig into that one. So yeah. let's go ahead and hit it, Rob. You got it. So, um, you know, as as you look at the loan demand itself, and you know, this is where there's a relation to um, the KPIs for loans, because a lot of times, you know, places they forecasted for 2022 and said, "Here's here's what we want to hit." And why did why did they want more loans? Because of course, it generated more profitability, more relationships, things like that. And the investment alternatives were horrible at the end of last year, mm -hmm. so the yields were next to nothing. So of course, we want more loans. And the more loans we get, the more successful we'll be, and it helps free everything up. Well, as we know, the world changed really quickly. Rates have jumped up quite a bit. And for quite a few places, the um, the lending yields did not keep pace with the investment increases. And all of a sudden, they're, they're not only hitting their goals, they're far surpassing their goals and feeling this huge sense of accomplishment when as you step back and look at it, the production yields in some cases, the yield itself was either the same as what on that same day they could have gone a let's say a treasury or an agency for, or even less. And that's just the yield when you still need to factor in, of course, it took money and expenses to make those happen. There's credit risk and in loans, of course. And so understanding your credit risk and you need to need to have it where if your goal is to generate a certain level of profitability and sustainability for those loans that they need to ideally be exceeding those investments because you're doing a lot of work oftentimes to make these loans. Really, if you're going to have losses in your loan pricing, in other words, price your loans under market, then make it a conscious decision. Another thing to add, Rob, you talked about the resources to make loans. Think about it this way. If you're pricing your loans below what you can get for a comparable investment and you have a lot of stress related to talent and human resources, not enough, then that exacerbates the situation. So step back and look at that. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Maybe you have a strategy to grab market share, but make sure that that's a conscious decision. And on the KPIs or the measures of success, loan volume is often a, a very common one. And sometimes there are incentives related to loan volume as well. So making sure you're looking at that 
altogether. That example deals with if you have liquidity or the institution has liquidity to make the loans, what if they don't? Yeah, then there it's recognizing that you're probably going to either be in a borrowing or a CD promotion or some other funding growth strategy in need. And what we find sometimes that doesn't work as well when the environment's changing so quickly like it has been is just to compare the new production yields to your average cost of funds that you have. That if you need to grow your funds, then what is the cost of that growth? The cost of the growth might be its borrowings. If it's borrowings, then is your is the yield you're putting the loans on at factoring in the credit risk, factoring in those costs, have beating the borrowing rates sufficiently to make it worth the work that you're doing. And of course, sometimes the liquidity pressure that happens with those loans. Uh, same thing on if it's through promotions or growing different funds. If um, if you're then getting really aggressive with the deposit rates or the you know the funding rates, is it um, then potentially cannibalizing a lot of your other less expensive deposits? Are you creating an opportunity for for those accounts that want to jump their money over to that high promotion rate? And if that happens, that creates a, a materially higher marginal cost of that funding growth. And so don't just have the, you know, the decision makers and the team focused on, well, our promotion rate is at, you know, 3% or 4%. Well, if all of a sudden you, you added $100 million of funds in that promotion, but you only grew the organization $50 million, guess what? Your marginal cost of funds is, is about double that rate that you have in mind. Or if you only got $25 million of growth, it's in materially higher. As yeah. a quick side note, because sometimes people aren't as comfortable with that math and concept, we have some easy examples in our tools and resources that you can do, even some simple napkin math that if, if you're in a meeting with other decision makers and say, you realize if, if we only got this much growth out of that promotion compared to that balance, then here's what that marginal cost of funds could be. So I encourage you to look at those tools if you aren't as comfortable with those concepts. Well, not only that, it can be a great communication tool, even if you are. As a CFO, you're very comfortable, but you need to bring the rest of the team along with you. The visual is is very impactful. Yeah. We've talked about understanding the loan pricing and then the marginal cost of funds. An opportunity here is to bring everybody together because we also see the silos of loan people are driven for lending. They're not necessarily focused on funding. When you talk to them about what they need for lending, what do you often hear, Rob? One is sometimes, as you said, the silos don't realize the full interconnectedness mm -hmm. of the organization that's needed. And, you know, sometimes it's interesting, you know, you can you ask some chief lending officers and it's like, what do you need to you know need for your loan growth? And they'll be like, oh, we need people, we need this, you know, technology, we need, you know, these relationships. And a new loan so origination often, system. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Seldom do they say we need funding. We need funds to be able to loan out because that's encouraged by the KPIs that we design themselves. What is it that we do? You know, sometimes, you know, if there is an industry is here's our loan growth goals. The lending team is just focused on making those loans happen. The last couple of years, why not? We needed to make loans. Yeah, right? of course. You know, you, you, you know, those loans were generating materially more earnings than investments were. 
for most places, liquidity was the problem was they had too much liquidity. Mm -hmm. What do we do with all this liquidity? You know, we'd better be lending it out mm -hmm. or it's going to sit in investments earning next to nothing. And so it was kind of an interesting environment because for those who are lending machines and they're used to, you know, paying attention to liquidity, it was still pretty easy to get because others were flush with it. Mm -hmm. Now, when it's more of a systemic issue, that mm -hmm. starts to really change those who are experienced with it as to how how much more difficult it might be to get it. But also, we'll point out that all these other places who you're used to having a lot of liquidity, that they're going to have to start potentially changing their thought process and approach. Uh, there, are, there are plenty of decision makers that we've talked with that they're like, we haven't done a, a promotion and tried to bring in deposits for a decade. You know, we always have deposits. And so are they, in, you know, are they practiced in it? Do they have they exercise that muscle? Are they used to innovating? If they're not and they're not practiced and they're suddenly faced with a situation, then the result can be very, very stiff competition because it could be more of a reaction versus an overall funding strategy that drives the cost of liquidity up for everybody. So how does that affect overall deposit strategy or the, the deposit growth affect KPIs? So we see still KPIs, measures of success, is that deposit growth or that asset growth? Yeah, and that, that a lot of times they aren't connecting to the underlying why of it and, and the objective that you're actually looking to do and reminding yourselves that any goal is really an imperfect measure of what you're trying to accomplish. So what you were trying to accomplish with the loan growth was, look, we want, you know, we want to have it where we're generating more profitability, we're expanding our reputation, we're creating these things, but it wasn't just about the volume by itself. It needs to be sustainable and profitable over time. Same thing with asset growth goals that no, most asset growth goals, you know, the growth in the assets was through, look, we're trying to grow more scale and more funding and ideally more inexpensive funding so that it can help the organization continue to expand. It, you know, it wasn't just to go out and have growth for growth sake at an unprofitable level. Sometimes those, those imperfect measures need to be fine-tuned or you need to, if you haven't fine-tuned it, say, you know, say, look, the environment's changed. We need to pause on this and revisit, is this KPI doing what we want it to and what our business model needs? Right. And the, and also bringing the people along that need to be brought along so there, there's flexible thinking and reevaluating your KPIs does not mean failure. It means the world is changing. And while those measures might have been good when we set them, they might not be appropriate for today. And also it's about expectations because the expectation for the deposit growth to continue, and yet we know there's a lot of inflation and people are eating into their savings. Yeah, and that eating in the savings, you know, that's a very real challenge for consumers right now, which then can ripple into big challenges for the depository institutions to be ready and address it and recognize that if if the consumers are eating through their savings right now because of that high inflation and their their monthly expenditures are just overwhelming 
them then watching and tracking and seeing that because it may be you know it may not be that the rate environment is causing the balances to go down and that places mm-hmm. you know that people are jumping for rate but it could be that inflation eating through this and that is a topic we weren't, we're not going to spend a lot of time on right now but there's a lot of work that you know easy things that you can do from a business intelligence perspective to watch and ask additional questions on it. But the other thing that some really simple numbers can do, and it doesn't take a lot of hard work um, on the business intelligence side that's going to create some challenges for liquidity, is really watching the average balance per deposit. The average balance per deposit, of course, skyrocketed the last couple of years for all the different economic reasons that hopefully you're very familiar with. Well, the question is, as you look at this, did that become the new norm, having all that extra average balance? Or are we now in a situation where that's going to start to be driven down? And so one of the things you can do is, is look at your trend lines of historically what was happening to the average balance to get a, a feel for you know the experience of what people normally were, were holding. And then look at what is your average balance compared to that and we're finding in many organizations that differential on the average balance may be over 20%. And what that does is you could actually have it where you're really successful growing a lot of quality accounts this next year. Think of it when you're setting your your, your mm-hmm. KPIs for next year, you could have a lot of success growing all these great accounts and you grew 8% in those but your average balance per account for the organization because of these things we're building dropped 12%, then mathematically you wound up having your total deposit balances shrinking. And so we did caution about this challenge to the industry also in a blog and podcast in May of 2021. So if you wanna go through a little bit more of some of the math examples of some things to be thinking about, that's a really helpful resource to help you look at approaching this. Yes. And how long is this pressure going to last? Sally, what is the answer there? Nobody really knows the answer to that. And so it's critically important setting aside the speed with which this changed and some people were not prepared for it is making sure that you're practicing overall from a business model perspective you need sustainable sources of funding that are affordable in order to do the things that you want to do, especially if you're into lending. When we're talking about affordable, sustainable sources of deposits, each institution needs to answer for themselves, is that what a CD is? Or what does sustainable funding that's affordable look like for your organization, not just in the short term, but in the long run? I think walking through, you know, something we talk about a lot is is really um, test driving some different scenarios of what could happen in the future, um, helping paint some different pictures of of some longer term pressures. Because mm-hmm. if you see those longer term pressures, you know that old saying, "Necessity is the mother of invention." Is mm-hmm. then that can encourage more people to start generating ideas as to, well, how could you solve it? What would you do? And wouldn't it be great to come up with some more innovation as to different funding sources, different things that you could do that if the longer term liquidity problem occurs, then you're ready. But if it doesn't, it's probably still a helpful thing to potentially do and to know and understand. So use this as an opportunity 
to come up with some new ideas, to test some things out, think through it and get more of the team involved from different angles. And I think that's such a solid point because while people might be fighting today's fire, it's important to do exactly what you just said and not pay attention to what could be smoldering. There's so many sources of competition for that affordable funding. It could be going away in little pieces and and people aren't even aware. And so you don't want to miss that while you're fighting the big blaze that you have going on. There's a lot of things that we could continue to cover, but we're going to wrap up. And and just a reminder, you're having the, the liquidity discussions with your team. Use the three questions. Are we having a solvency or survival issue? If yes, you go one path. If no, you go a different path. How is our loan pricing creating liquidity pressures? And do we want to continue to have that? What are our strategic options with respect to loan pricing? And then constantly reevaluating your measures of success and your KPIs to go back to number one, could they unintentionally cause us to have a solvency or a survival issue? And also on that KPI, you know, taking it outside of liquidity, but take the KPIs and the measures of success. That question fits for many different areas of the business, overall strategic direction. But again, the purpose of this podcast was to have a quick discussion with respect to liquidity pressures. So we appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much. And as you can tell, we get excited about these topics. We always welcome your questions. Now, we're here for you, so please let us know. Reach out to us.